Bruce Lawn. Pastor Greg Laurie does a video where he reveals some of the potential signs of the end times. Some of these are good. Some of these are bad. Some of these are spooky. Some of these uh, are kind of polarizing, if you will. And so we're going to be jumping into this clip. Now, you guys know I'm a sucker for end times dialogue. We have a plethora of Expressions of end times in Orthodox Christianity, everything from the premillennial to the amillennial to the postmillennial. We have the rapture folks. We have the pre-tribulation, post-tribulation. There's a whole lot to the study of eschatology, man, and I, I enjoy all of it, all right? I enjoy all of it because I just find it interesting. Pastor Greg Laurie is going to be talking about the signs of the times that are being revealed right now in this clip, all right? And some people hold different positions, uh, Premillennialism, of course, you have dispensationalism. There's a whole lot to get into. I'm not going to get to find all the terms. I'll tell you guys what I think about some of this stuff, but I wanted to check this video out because I'm a, a huge supporter of Pastor Greg Laurie. I feel like he is uh, kind of like America's pastor now, if you will. All right. So let's check out this clip and see some of the things that he's talking about, and then I will give you guys my thoughts. All right. So let's check it out. There are so many signs of the times all around us reminding us that Christ is coming. The emergence of China as a superpower. Mm. Does the Bible speak of that? I believe that it does. I would also add the lessening of the United States as a superpower. Mm. The aggressiveness and the emergence of Iran and the repeated threats against Israel spoken of in the Bible. The war in Ukraine with statements from our world leaders about a potential Armageddon, another sign of the times. I would add to this the explosion. Interesting. So he ties in China. He ties in Iran. He ties in the war of Ukraine, all of signs of the times, today's signs of the times. All right. Of technology, especially artificial intelligence. Huh. I would also add the dramatic increase of drug use decimating American cities. The Bible says in the last days there will be satanically energized times and things will go from bad to worse. Things that are happening before our eyes, the blatant pushing and promotion of immorality on every single platform. The redefinition of what a man and a woman are, including child gender mutilation, where young children think that they're transgender and the parents actually encouraging these surgeries. I mean, he's making a good case here, if I'm gonna be honest. This is some very dark stuff happening, right? When it comes to the cultural war issues, some very dark stuff happening. So I think he's making a, a pretty solid case here. Let's, let's keep listening. I would add to this the aggressive marketing of this evil on mainstream platforms, including stores and streaming services. It's just crazy. These are signs of the times. Now, I know these are all largely negative, but there's some positive signs yeah. of the times as well. Let's go. Let's not forget what happened this year on the Asbury campus in Kentucky. Why is he bringing up positive signs of the times? Well, because if you look, if you look at the scriptures, some of the things that the, it talks about in terms of Jesus coming back is that the gospel uh, being preached to every nation in every tongue, right? And so the gospel going forth reigns in the the coming of Jesus. And this is where premillennial, postmillennial folks would agree that we both agree that the gospel is going to go forth, forth and go further. 
And so when Greg Laurie is talking about this, there's, it's also important to note the good signs because you can't just assume that just because the world's going to hell in a handbasket that therefore that means that Jesus can come back and blow out the world, right? Remember, Jesus is coming back to establish a new heaven and a new earth. It is going to be a physical new heaven and new earth, all right? And so the, the aspects we're talking about is what is and isn't um, the sequence of these things. How much of revelation is going to happen? How much of it is not happen? Is Matthew 24? What is, uh, when Jesus is talking about, uh, all the spooky things, how much of this stuff's happened? So let's, uh, let's keep listening. So now he's going to tell us about the good things. All right. Spontaneous outpouring of the Holy Spirit with thousands of students praying uh, for hours on end. People literally came from around the world to see what you could describe as a revival. Asbury Revival, probably one of the coolest things that we saw this year, um, and, and and subsequent smaller revivals in other places. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm with him there. I think that is definitely a net positive. And so, yeah, let's keep listening. And we cannot forget the impact of the Jesus Revolution film. Mm-hmm. It's actually absolutely made a difference. And we've heard so many stories of people coming to Christ in theaters and having spontaneous baptism services after they saw the movie. And now it's uh, going overseas. It's already been in the UK and Ireland and New Zealand and Australia. And now it's in Mexico and it's headed to India, impacting people all around the world. And it's going to be on Netflix and reach a whole new audience. In fact, this uh, notoriety of this film and others, series like The Chosen mm-hmm. and a movie that came out, the, Cry, the Sound of Freedom, has really caught the attention of mainstream media. Newsweek did a cover story on the impact of Jesus and Hollywood right now. That's the latest cover of Newsweek magazine. Jesus takes Hollywood. Mm. And they talk about our ministry and they talk about the impact of the Jesus Revolution film and these other films. Now, that's actually really interesting, the the article there that he is describing. I want to take a look at this on Newsweek. Let's not forget that we just had the largest baptism in American history take place. Right? This is cr- pretty crazy, right? Uh, Pastor Greg Laurie has their Harvest Festival. 7,500 people make public professions of faith in Jesus. I don't know how many of those were first-time professions or rededications, but that's still a pretty massive number. And you have to admit that some of the stuff that's happening in media and culture has to be affecting this, right? Whether it's the chosen, whether it's Jesus Revolution. And then like a few weeks later, they do this massive baptism at Pirate's Cove. And you have 4,500 people get baptized. 4,500 people get baptized. That's pretty amazing. 20,000 people showed up, 4,500 people were baptized. And let's also not forget that only a few weeks before, maybe a month before, there was another baptism in the same location and 4,000 people were baptized. That's a total of 8,500. Wait, there was a, there was a, there was a, they did a baptism here previously? I didn't know that. So they they did two of these back to back. Wow. Wow. I'm in the same location and 4,000 people were baptized. That's a total of 8,500 people baptized in the span of one month in California. Hello. That's amazing. But here's my point. 
We all know our, our state's in trouble in so many ways, yep. but God is still at work. Okay? Yeah. These are signs of the times. Negative signs, scary signs, positive signs, hopeful signs, and all these signs say one thing. Jesus is coming back again. If you know me, then you know that uh, I don't take any hardline positions, but if I had to pick a team with this sort of stuff, I'm gonna lean towards the position of post-millennialism. However, what I appreciate about Greg Glory is that even though me and him may have some disagreements, I'm assuming he's a pre-millennial uh, pre-millennial dispensationalist, uh, what I appreciate about him is that he doesn't do the same type of just negative signs in terms of fear-mongering. Now, we could lock arms and we could say, hey, um, we're going to focus on how to push the gospel forward we're going to focus on how to get more people to hear about Jesus, get more people baptized, get more people discipled. Now, how it all plays out in the end, I don't know. What I do know is none of us know the day or the hour, right? And none of us know the day or the hour also means none of us know the year or the decade. So what I appreciate about Pastor Greg Glory is that he does a good job of showing both sides of the coin. He does a good job of showing the negative signs and the positive signs. And the truth is, We've been in uh, the, the, the last days, if you will, since Jesus ascended to heaven, right? That, that it's been a perpetualness. The question is, how is it going to play out in the end? And I'll be the first one to say, like, I don't know. This is above my pay grade. I'm not exactly sure. Um, but I think it's good to have these conversations, right? When I look at the post-millennial passages, I just get super excited and super fired up. And I see that happening. I see that continuing to happen. And I also see a lot of darkness, right? And so I think regardless on whatever position um, you, you hold, whether it's post-millennial, amillennial, pre-millennial, pre-trib, post-trib, uh, um, dispensational, as long as we're, we're locking arms on, on the important things, as long as we're locking arms on both the preaching of the gospel going forward and stewardship, responsibility, and faithful living on this side of eternity— then I have no problems with it. I think sometimes the parts that bum me out is that Christians will get saved and then they're living as if Jesus is going to come back next Thursday, which means that if you're living like Jesus is going to come back next Thursday, you are not always, but are often living kind of sloppy. That's my deeper concern, right? That's my deeper concern is that folks are waiting and we should be for the because the eminency Christ is a doctrine that we should always be aware of, but we wait and we live in a way that neglects the things that we see in terms of loving our neighbor as ourselves, leading our homes, making sure we're planning, making sure we're thinking forward, making sure we're being diligent stewards, making sure we're thinking ahead. And that's the part that, um, not what Greg Laurie is doing, but some of the other stuff that we see from some of the pop dispensational premillennial stuff right, that I don't think is helpful. Um, this is a lot of the left behind stuff that I saw. This is a lot of that kind of stuff, right? And I think that stuff's unhelpful. But when it comes to solid Bible teachers like uh, Pastor Greg Glory or Dr. Michael Brown, uh, you, you're not going to get that sort of like fear mongering, be afraid. You're going to get both. Like you're going to get like, hey man, Jesus can come back and the imminency of Christ is important. While at the same time, you need to be faithful with your time, talent, and treasure. You need to be diligent. You need to make the most of what God has given you. And I think we need, I think we need and both, right? 
So anyway, those are my thoughts on this. What do you guys think about this? I know we have a, a, a wide spectrum of folks all in here. We should live like Jesus coming back next Thursday because if we should be on our toes because he is coming back like a thief in the night. I think, that Gio, what I'm getting at is you being on your toes sometimes, not you, but some people being on their toes can cause a neglect in the areas that we know we are to be faithful in. Okay? And so I'll give you a very practical example. You would be shocked how many folks from uh, these dispensational camps haven't been the most faithful with their time, talent, and treasure, haven't thought about their kids and their grandkids. Now, if you're always expecting Jesus to come back next Thursday, you're less likely, just practically speaking, I'm not speaking with certainty, I'm speaking, I'm speaking practically speaking, you're less likely to do all the other stuff that the scriptures talk about, right? You're, you're less likely to uh, save for your kid's college. You're less likely to plan for uh, uh, more giving and increasing what you're able to do on this side of eternity, if you're always, right? And I'm not saying that that, that, that there needs to be a false binary. I'm just saying that I have seen this a lot from folks that are multi-generational um, of this tribe, right? I'm not saying it's often, but I, but I have seen it more than I'd like to admit. And I think that's not helpful, okay? So when I see men like Pastor Greg Glory, men like Dr. Michael Brown, who hold to a premillennial uh, position or dispensational position, but they're still preaching the gospel faithfully, and they're still preaching on the practicalities and the implications of the gospel, Right, because you could have all the right theology, and you could you could you could have uh, your certainty on eschatology. But if at the end of the day you're not making a dent on this side of eternity, remember Jesus prayed, "Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth." Right? If you're not helping and praying through that, then um, I, I I think that's problematic. And so I, I hear you, and and I think that's fair. But what I'm saying is, if you're always living on edge, on your toes, do you really have the fortitude and the vision of multi-generational because if Jesus doesn't come back for the next 500 years that means you're going to be thinking about your family tree and your legacy and the kids and the grandkids and the great great grandkids you're going to be having if we're talking about non-essentials like we shouldn't be slandering any position we shouldn't be slandering any position and we shouldn't be talking about uh these things or dividing over these things because th these are these are secondary things right these are secondary things and so my heart uh, just to be clear my heart to show my hand here my heart is always going to be young men being faithful with their time, talent, and treasure and walking in the fullness of their relationship with Christ. And so my position is the theology that impacts that negatively I'm going to have an issue with. And what I don't want to do is straw man dispensationalism or straw man premillennialism uh, just because I've seen the downstream effects be negative sometimes, right? That, that's, that's, not, that's, not, that's not fair. Right. Our friends at GenuCell Skincare have exciting news to celebrate in 2023. Using Manscaped during my showers after workout has given me much more confidence. And that's where Mudwater comes in. True Classic has got your back. All thanks to the sponsor of today's video, SayMine.com. Established titles is your opportunity to earn the title of Laird or Lady. Object credit approval rates range from 7.99% APR to 19.99% APR, included 0.50% auto pay discount. If you don't want us to make ads with brands you don't care about, sign up for our online community for as little as $5 a month to keep us independent and ultimately answering to you as our boss. You get all sorts of benefits like daily replays of our after-party streams, exclusive access to our Discord community, and early access to our podcast interviews, all starting for only $5 a month. 